The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached strike point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you strike points. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Points. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another live show of Strike Point. I'm David Naylor. My co-host as normal is Mikkel Denib. I know he's there. Um, before we start the show, if you want to actually ridicule us, heckle us, ask us questions, log into the webmasterradio.fm chat room, and you can do that right now. Um, if you don't want to do that, at me, at David Naylor, or at Denib, uh, Twitter, and we'll do our best to do that as well. So I thought I'd just start off professionally before it goes downhill. Okay, <laughs> let's take it downhill a little. <laughs> so you're turning the word over to me to take it downhill. It's kind of shocking, isn't it? Uh, yeah, anyway, we, I'm trying to organize my windows here. Suddenly I had like the, the chat room and, and, and the Twitter app and a couple of other windows open and it, it suddenly got a little too confusing for me. <laughs> you know, my brain is not working that that well for this time of the evening anyway um yeah i think we should be ready for um for another show we are almost on our way to SES. i think both of us are going there tomorrow yep. uh, so this is the last evening going there have a lot of good fun and uh, seems to be a lot of a lot of interesting good sessions going on this time also some kind of new formats they're trying out this year with um there's a there's a uh, non-official, unofficial, or, or official, unofficial, or whatever it is, uh, session um, Wednesday evening in the bar. <laughs> and um, it's, an, it's, a, it's a session on, um, on, uh, on some kind of a black hat theme. I'm not exactly sure what they expect, but it's not a normal session. It's more like a open panel, and I guess it's actually got more to do with having a drink than... Uh, than anything else. Um, um, it'll be great fun, and uh, it's part of the conference. So um, that's Wednesday on, I think it's on at uh, 6 p.m. Maybe I could be wrong there. Um, I'm just going to check it here really quick. Uh, actually, it's uh, four, 5.45. So it's after the, the, the last official session. Um, it's going to be fun. The headline is Black Hat, White Hat, Unconferenced. <laughs> so, um, and with uh, and a few notes about cocktails and, and stuff like that. So you should go there, definitely. Um, what sessions are you doing uh, this year? Oh, my God. Um, I've got a, a site clinic with one of the people of my prospect. I've got a one of those cyclings where I sit in the conference hall for an hour, and that's an open session. Then I've got SEO PPC, 
uh, which is evil and which is not evil. And then I've got um, industry search strategies under the hood. And I'm covering it from an agency perspective on how to identify niche, identify keywords, identify the landscape so that you know what you need to do before you kind of go, okay, I'm going to do this and I don't have budget to do it or I'm going to do this and I'll never rank there because I'm not going to rank number one for UK news because there's so many UK news channels already out there and they've been there for 10 years and that's going to cost me half a million pounds just to get there sort of thing. So I'm going to go through the way that we do it in-house um, and hopefully I'll do it in such a way that people can go away and do what we do in-house in an automated fashion. Um, they can do it either manually for their own niches or they can build the same tools that we've built in-house. So it's going to be it's going to be tasking for me, to say the least, because it's like I've got my slides and I've got my decks and I keep looking at it and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm going to really pull this one off. Um, and it is, it's got to be, it's going to be a tough one um, for me on this one because I, I, although I can talk well on things, getting the information from how you collate all the data together using appies and bringing it into one central hub and then reading it as an SEO would, I don't know if that's going to go over the head of some people. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing this one very much kind of like, let's hope this works. I don't know if it will yet. I just hope it will. I, I hope I don't get criticized for just showing my in-house tool set that will never go public kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it, that's happened before in the past. When we're like, we want your backlink checking tool. I'm like, yeah, because I'm going to give that away. Um, but it'll, <laughs> it'll be a good insight to... What, you know what I mean? What, uh, how, how we work as a company, and I've never done this before. I've never opened myself up as wide as this. So I've got nine minutes. <laughs> so I don't. I, I don't <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So it's gonna be. You know what I mean? It's 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 gonna be an interesting panel. That's for damn sure. Um. So like I say, in nine minutes, I'm gonna try and show you how to look at your niche, look at your landscape, bring it all together, and say. That's what I need to, it's, to rank it's, this. It, it, it's interesting with a, a lot of the sessions, or maybe not a lot, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm on a session as well where we have four speakers in the panel this time. And usually we've been like two or three people on that panel. It's a, it's a, it's a panel on duplicate content. And, and all the speakers on the panel are great, so it's not a question of, 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 of that. But with four speakers, you only have 10 minutes slots um, to speak, and that is not so much. And also, if the speakers just go a few minutes over each of them, then all the Q and A time is gone. So it yeah. really, it. I mean, if if it's just more difficult to do a session with four speakers, if it works out perfectly, like let's say everybody goes, you know, one minute under, and you have plenty of time for Q and A and stuff, then a four four person panel can be great. But it is a little more difficult to get right. Uh, and it, it's all great speakers in my panels. I'm, I'm sure that's one gonna gonna go go uh, well. But it's not it's not that much time. And and like for you to explain everything about your business in nine minutes is 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 it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's also it's it's gonna be be difficult to to um, to cover that much. Um, which kind of reminds me that 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 some time ago I um, I was when I was in in, in in an investment mode I was looking for new stuff that to put my time and money in and stuff I was actually thinking about having uh, entrepreneurs write the business plan to me in one tweet 
if you cannot convince me about your idea in one tweet, then maybe it's not such a good idea. <laughs> that was my thinking anyway. Yeah, I'll make. <laughs> I will make you 10 million in a year. Okay, you sold, you sold me on that one. <laughs> Honest gov. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got five people on my panel. Yeah. So it's yeah, fortunately for me, I'm up first. So if I, I, I can kind of dictate how much time everyone else gets, <laughs> so I can be an asshole <laughs> and just like, I'm not yielding. Oh, I can be a good guy and just bang through it real quickly because what we've got is um it's alan stewart who's put this one in and we've got basically richard baxter who obviously used to work i think he still does um for cheap flights so he's looking from the travel sector rob kerry obviously aima who's come out of um retirement for speaker circuit uh, i don't even know why he went into retirement but he did um and we've got david for Hurst from Intelligent Retail um, and Alan I know that has been, uh, I'm not too sure what sector he's speaking on at the moment so I'm not going to kind of go because I know which two sectors he's in so I'm not going to, I'm not, don't know which way he's going to spin at the moment um, so it should be good, it should be good. Um, I just kind of feel that it's one of those ones where I know it's going to need more time if that makes sense Um but uh, we'll see. You know, you no, never I mean, know. I, I mean, in some presentations you can easily do in, in, in five minutes or, or ten minutes. I mean, I've seen a ton of, of really, really great presentations, for instance, on, on TED. In, in case you guys out there don't know the TED conference, you should go uh, to check out that website, the videos of all these bright people from all kinds of sectors all over the world presenting crazy ideas. And a lot of those presentations are only like six, seven, eight minutes. And they're great. But again, this is like the top of the world, so I wouldn't compare myself and, and most of the more average speakers to that. But it, it's just, you know, it's possible. But a lot of the topics that we are covering as speakers on, on, on the SAS conference and search conferences are a little more, uh, you know, complex. And, and people also want to learn something from it. And that's often my problem because before I can explain what people should do about a problem, I really, really do like to explain why things are a problem and, and, you know, kind of building the, 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 the scenery or the framework around the problem so people understand the background for it. And because I can't teach people everything, but at least if they understand why things is a problem and, and the framework of it, then then they can probably easily, easier uh, work through the, 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 the way of solving them when they get back home. But I also want to give them some, some, some exact knowledge about, you know, this is how you can solve this kind of problem, go and do this or that, or don't do this or that. Um, but within, you know, 10 minutes, that is really difficult uh, to make. Um, so I'm balancing, balancing in, in the session, the, the duplicate session that, that I'm on, where I only have 10 minutes, I'm, I'm, you know, balancing between how much you want to explain about the different problems and how much do you just want to serve up solutions that I know work for different scenarios. So that's going to be a balance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've, I, I don't know when I started doing this, was most probably about eight months ago. Um, I decided that it was one of those situations where screw it, just go for it. And, and since then, I think that the stuff that I've been giving away at conferences has been kind of like people email me afterwards 
And like, dude, why why did you give that away? You know what I mean? It's like, why would you give so much information away like that? And I'm like, well, dude, seriously, it's like, what difference does it make? You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, because what 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 I learned over time, actually, I learned it a long time ago. But what I learned about giving away information is that when you give away information, even very uh, important information, maybe you know something original that you have or do valuable stuff if you give that away there's like two different kinds of people out there what one kind of people is the very bright types that that can actually grab what you're talking about and they go home and they do it and they're not going to be one of your customers but they again they would probably never become one of your customers anyways because they're clever enough to do their stuff on their own and then there's the other category that say wow this is great but there's no way i can do this so i need somebody to help me figure this out and who are they going to call of course, I mean, in most cases, they're going to call the guy who originally presented that idea to them. So, you know, it comes back to you in, in some way. And of course, you know, other people learn from it. And the people that learn from it and don't come back to you, they're probably going to say nice things about you because, you know, you taught them something that they could use and hopefully make money from. And I mean, that that is the whole point of, of presenting these kind of things. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not so too afraid of it either. And of course, I mean, there are, there's specific things. To me, it's more case of there's specific things that that um, that if I show it, it will somehow hurt myself or or some of my clients, and and that's where I draw the line because that of course I cannot accept. Uh, so you know there can be things like that of course. Yeah, uh, I mean the, the big thing that I think is for me the. Uh, I suppose as I've matured as an SEO, if that is even possible, and if I've actually even said that, <laughs> you know, as I've got older as an SEO, maybe. Older? Um, yeah, mature uh, doesn't kind of quite fit the bill because I still have that childish streak in me that wants to break things every now and again. Um, I've realized that there's so many clients out there that you're never going to be short for work if you're good. It's only when you crap that you've got to protect the things that you do. You know I mean, if you if you're worried about the things that you do, then don't do them. You know what I mean? But don't talk about them either. Don't come out saying, "Hey, if you do this, do this, do this, do this," you'll be number one. If you don't do them, you know what I mean? So like I talk about black hat. Uh, you know what I mean and I'm quite happy to talk about that I don't do it for clients I play with it every now and again if I need to Um, but I need to understand that industry you know what I mean it's like if I don't then bloody hell it's like how am I knowing if some black cat is jacking my ass or not so I I do follow that sort of thing the same as I follow hacking I'm not a hacker but at least I know what to look out for. Um, yeah. At least I know what to look out for my clients. So it's never one of those situations where you go, do this, and kind of like, you're going to make a million dollars. Because the people that are making a million dollars don't tend to be talking about it. Um, you know what I mean? So you, yeah. you can you can put me into the same group as that. I talk about SEO at conferences all around the world. I run a successful SEO agency. Um but it, it, I'm not making millions upon millions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's, if I was, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's, you know I mean? why would I be? I'd be on a yacht somewhere surrounded by virgins pouring me wine and stuff like this. I'm sure my wife would appreciate that comment. She'd be with me, of course. 
and she can have male virgins as long as at the end of the trip they all were still virgins everyone's a happy person but it is it's one of those now things. you're talking now you're talking your way out of it because you suddenly realize that your wife is listening <laughs> yeah my wife tends you, to write it. you pussy you, you pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's one of those things where, you know what I mean, it's like th we had a, a person email into the company, wanting, he's like PPC, SEO, and Becky took the call and started talking to the guy, and he was a bit, he was like, you tell me why I should use you, and it's like, oh, dude, seriously, if you need to know that, then you've, you've rang the wrong company, you know what I mean, if, you're, if you yeah, have to I, ask I, me... You know what I mean? Why I should be using your agency? You you you've picked up the wrong phone. Pick up the telephone and ring someone who's going to sort you out for five hundred quid a month. Because to be honest with you, they're not going to yeah. sort you out. And B, you're not the kind of client that I want to be working with. I want to work with clients that I can win with. Um, it's, it's it's actually a very very funny attitude. And and, and actually, you're the first one that I that that I heard talk about. About it to I you know occasionally it's not very often but occasionally I get these types of requests as well strange kind of people that that can't you know are kind of bullying and and you, know, you have to convince me that that I need your services I'm like no I don't have to <laughs> I mean exactly I feel the, the exact same way you do that that type of client is just not what I'm looking for yeah. um, so I mean it, it there's nothing wrong you know it, it, can go where we want but yeah it's very I mean, the, 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 the guy actually thought i'd already retired that i'd made my millions uh, and left ah. and i'm like and becky said oh no he's like what he's still actually well how do we work with him then it's like well you've picked up the telephone to work with him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and his whole attitude changed you know what i mean i think he just yeah. thought that I that th it was my name above the door and i was on a yacht somewhere i'm yeah. sorry guys yeah. I don't own a yacht. I don't yeah, even own still, a, a Lamborghini. We're, we're still working. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I love my job. You know what I mean? I love what exactly. I do every day. Uh, you know what I mean? I think, and that's when I'll quit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I haven't earned enough money that I don't have to continue working my nuts off as hard as I do. I work my nuts off because oh. I love working. Um, I love yeah. taking on new clients and looking at it and going, you know what? I can make a change for you. Um, and I think that that's important. That's still important to me. You know, what I mean, it's it's still so so important to me. Um, you know, what I mean, the, the it's not the I don't handle the money side of the business. I never have done. Um, after the clients that we work, well, eighty percent of the clients we work with, I have no idea how much they are bringing into the company each month. All I know is that at the beginning of the contract, we've worked out what we think we'll need to actually do the job. And you know what I mean? If if I, if we were wrong at the beginning of the contract, then you know what I mean? the client wins because I'm not interested in how much they're paying me. I'm interested in getting them where to where they need to be. Um, and and that's the way that we work on it. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes I really win by kind of like saying I think it's going to be really really hard, um, and we put a, a higher price tag on it than what we'd expect it to be. And if the client signs off on that, then it's a bonus. Uh, but as I say, the presentation I'm giving tomorrow will show that we're pretty much close to the button each time. There's not many that we get wrong, give or take a, a ten 
15% margin. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think that um, we probably need to take a quick break. Um, we have some sponsors that are knocking on the door and uh, they want to say hello. So uh, if you stay with us for a few minutes, uh, we'll be back. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Did you know one-fourth of the world's internet use comes from Europe? A third of them live in Germany and the UK. That's why WebmasterRadio.fm brings you the International Marketing Channel, featuring webmasters on the roof and StrikePoint. Let us create the right message to our loyal listeners looking to expand overseas. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. AFCON 2010 invites you to join us in Denver June 21st through 23rd. AFCON 2010, where affiliates are always free. Learn more at AFFCOM2010.com. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to Strike Point. Rock and roll. Uh, yeah, before before the break, we were talking about, well, we were just chewing the fat, really, weren't we? Um, so, one of the things that I know has got under my skin, big style, and I'm trying to stay really, 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 really calm, so not to go into a massive rant. Um, so, I'm going to let Mikkel lead on this one. Google Buzz, your opinion, Mikkel? Well, to be honest... The bus has really uh, surpassed me. <laughs> it's, I, you know, to be honest, I haven't I haven't used it yet. Uh, I don't know what the use of it is compared to the services I'm already using. Uh, but I think the case that you're referring to, and of course I have been following that, is the case of how the features have been implemented in bus. 
And apparently, uh, there's been quite a controversy about the way that Boss uh, takes your uh, existing contact list and add it uh, to your to your network. Uh, and it has been just done automatically. But now Google is is uh, is uh, accepting that it was a wrong way of doing it. So so they're now going into a approval kind of, of suggestion kind of model so now they they still suggest that you add your your contacts and that they, they extract but uh, you have to approve them uh, so there's a kind of a manual filter in this um, but I guess there's a whole lot more to that story maybe you can explain more Dave and Randall yeah I bit. mean one of the a couple of stories uh, I've read and from my personal experience is that there was one girl that she'd actually had an abusive husband and because of the gmail history while she was still with the guy said that she was one of the, he was one of the most corresponding people um it auto fo- auto followed him now the big issue is with reader it gives it accesses your reader subscriptions as well straight into your to the people you're sharing with on Buzz. So the problem was for her was that not only did it give our abusive husband a new boyfriend, <laughs> um, but the places that they were going, the you know what I mean, the, the chats that they were having all of a sudden were what she thought was semi-private were now public. Um, so she had yeah. a, a lot of great problems with that. The problems that I've seen is that fortunately for me, I don't really use my Gmail account to communicate with people. Um, I only use it to communicate with Googlers, realistically. So all of a sudden, I got all these Googlers people's feeds in there. And I'm like, okay, wow, that's kind of interesting. Um, and all of a sudden, I realized that if I had all my clients in there, all of a sudden, all my clients would know which clients I was working with. Now, I don't think that's a good idea. And no. <laughs> if I had all my clients in there and Matt Cutts in there, all of a sudden Matt Cutts has got all of my clients in there and it all became a little bit messy really. It was stuff that I you took as being like, hang on a minute, I don't follow these people on Twitter um, for good reason. Uh, I, you know what I mean? I do have email contact with them, but all of a sudden you've just shared all that information with everyone and yeah. that's not that's not cool. You know what I mean? It was no. like... So I was a little bit kind of disturbed about that. And then, uh, obviously, as you do, something new comes out, you start playing with it. So I put my connected sites in there. Um, and all of a sudden, there was posts going out from my blog. And people contacting me through Buzz as if it was like an email. Well, I, I log into Gmail, you know what I mean, the way that my parents use their mobile phones. They turn it on when they want to make a call, and when they finish that, they turn it off. So you can never get hold of them. And that's the same way as I use my Gmail. Yeah. I log into it to send an email, and then when I'm expecting a response back, I log in and go, oh, bloody hell, I've got five emails here. I'll delete, 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 delete. Um, or, or I better answer that one. So it's very much, you know what I mean? I don't use it as an email client. I don't even download my Gmails into um my normal outlook client you know i've got that much junk that comes in there i got that much more junk that's coming in there now so it yeah it's from a privacy point of view i know google's point of view on privacy i see it so often that they say privacy is like so 
1980, get over it. You know what I mean? If uh, I think what did yeah, that but that, that's you know it's it the, the the thing I hate so much about it is that that there's that that they think uh, it applies to us, but not to them. I mean, they have they have a lot of privacy. You know, they they you know just try and go uh, to to the Google Place and see all the security people there and the check-in cards and the closed doors and everything. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing that because they have a lot of uh, intellectual property to protect and and there's probably also people that want to do bad things to them or whatever, you know. Uh, privacy and protecting your, your assets and protecting yourself and keeping things, certain things to yourself is, is a right. It's a, it's a, I would almost say, a human right. And, and when that is violated, um, people get mad. And even Google get mad, and that's the whole point. I think we all remember still the case uh, with with CNET uh, that that um, that digged into Google to find all kinds of personal information on Eric Schmidt, and and of course Google banned uh, CNET as we all remember for a year because of that because they they thought it was it was violating uh, Eric Schmidt's uh, uh, right to privacy, and. Uh, so, so there seems to be a lot of going back and forward on, on, on these issues with Google again and again and again. And just the other day I was talking uh, to a friend about it. It's interesting to see how uh, how that really makes Google and Bing as online businesses, as search engines, very different. Because, I mean, basically Microsoft uh, uh, make money by selling stuff, <laughs> basically. Google makes money by being able to match ads to search. That's their main business. And so Google needs to learn from users in different ways than Microsoft, yeah, who can do, um, in order to match their target ads better, uh, because that's all the asset they have. So we all think Google is free, but I think it, it's becoming more and more apparent that maybe Google is actually less free than Microsoft is because at least with Microsoft we pay and we know how much we pay, but with Google it becomes less and less transparent how much we're giving up, and especially uh, with with privacy and, and 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 rights to control it, how much are we giving up in exchange for the free services we're getting in Google? Uh, I think that question becomes more and more apparent to to a lot more people, pressure picking, you know, of course these days. So yeah, I mean there was a. Uh uh, a TV program on BBC Two last night. If you got the iPlayer, it's up there to download at the moment, which was basically the program was called The Cost of Free. And although everyone on the internet goes on about content as being what the internet's all about, it's not. the The internet is all about the public um, and the data we can collect on them and how we can deliver ads to them. Google's not free. Google's never been free. It's paid for. It's paid for by people like me and people like you, Mikkel, and the large corporates of, of this world. And <laughs> while... While you know, what I mean, while Google is delivering ads to every piece of content on there, and geo-targeting and personalising those tag uh, to your browser and to the way that you search, while they can keep on doing that, then they will keep on bringing out more and more and more free products. And it's like, and I had an interesting conversation. The my spin on this was that Google is in a position now where it can actually affect the world economy 
And when I said that, the people I was talking to were like, what? We all know it. It's like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, no, no. Seriously, they are. It's like, at this moment in time, I said, well, actually, Microsoft can most probably affect the world economy more than Google could. And they were like, okay, expand on it. So, so Microsoft bring out a browser. It's a browser that comes with, with basically the next version of Windows or the next version of um, Windows Update. And all it does is it comes out with something very like Chrome. It doesn't have that second little search box that Firefox has. And it doesn't have the ability to flick it to which is your default search engine. It comes naturally with Bing. Okay, we know there's going to be anti-competitive lawsuit against them, but how long can they hold out for? You tie that with an ad blocker that is really hard to, like, click out of that, and all of a sudden, you've got this situation where AdSense is not shown to the browser. AdWords is not shown to the browser. You can still get to Google, you just don't get AdWords. And all of a sudden, Microsoft has got Google in a stranglehold, and it will turn. Now, the problem that Google's got is that if the relevancy is wrong, then the people that are spending millions on AdWords are not going to get the traffic that they want. If Microsoft can hold this for one financial quarter, those companies, companies aren't reliant on SEO. They're reliant on their stock price. If their revenue starts to fall, if Microsoft banned Expedia for six months and wouldn't allow them to bid on AdWords, and so no matter how you search for Expedia, it never came up, that would cause them a problem. That would cause Expedia a major problem. Yeah. Same as it would call British Airways, Volkswagen, Logitech, Microsoft, anybody. It would cause them a problem. It would cause their stock to fall. When yeah. their stock starts to fall, the market gets a little bit insecure because they don't understand what's going on. And so they start shorting it. And then it's free fall. And all of a sudden, you get the situation where, hang on a minute, you've strangled hold the world economy. And Google's got that now. Google can. Well, it's make- it's not. I mean, it, it, it's not entirely the world economy. I would say, uh, but 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 it's it, it can definitely um, affect certain sectors very very much, and of, of course the online sectors. Um, How many of the offline sectors don't have an online presence? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but it, the question is uh, whether or not. I mean, for a lot of, of of even even like Microsoft products, you know, there's a lot of Microsoft products that even if I would say the entire internet broke down tomorrow, or even if Microsoft was forbidden to sell it online, they would still have quite a good business. I mean, Microsoft is uh, contrary to Google, very much offline too. I mean, you cannot go to a single computer store in the world where there's not tons of Microsoft products on the shelves. Uh, people buy new computers that, in, that have uh, Windows included. You know, how many people do buy, buy Windows online? I would say most people buy it with the computer that they buy. So, I mean, Microsoft have a business that is not tied into uh, a search or tied into online. Uh, Google's entire business is online. And, and they, they, the business is to target advertising. Google is in the advertising targeting business. Uh, search is just the main vehicle they're using for it. But in order to do better targeting, they need more information. Uh, Google and Yahoo, or Yahoo and Bing or Microsoft have, have other ways to uh, collect that data. Yahoo have so many uh, uh, registered users with, with, with their existing services that they had for years. 
Um, and, and, and Microsoft have also people locked in using different services, but Google need that data as well. Um, yeah. and, 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 and that's what we are paying with in exchange of, of, um, of the free services, Gmail and search and so on. And I think it becomes more and more apparent that the, the additional services and like boss, I mean, what is boss is boss because Google think that the world need boss or is it because boss is a very nice vehicle if they succeed, of course in collecting data that they can use to improve uh, targeting of advertising. And, and I think very much, you know, it, it's, it's the last. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's like they need to keep you logged in. I mean, if every time you closed your browser down, you purged your cookies and you didn't pick up a Google cookie until you logged into a Google account, that would cause some problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I don't. Ha- I mean, I I can't even remember the last time I saw a Google toolbar. You know what I mean? I I just don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I'm I sure think pe- there's still. You know, I'm sure, crazy, I'm sure there's crazy people out there that do have Google toolbars, idiots. Um, I'm sure there'll be someone or, or at least two people in my office that still has them. But I'm like, who cares anymore? You know what I mean? It's like. It's 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 neither here nor there. You install Google Desktop, you uninstall it, and it still sends the data back to Google. You know what I mean? It's like they are so hungry for this data. It's like stop it, please. You know what I mean? It's like it's Google is. You know what I mean? It's like Bass said earlier on today. You know, well in the chat room that Google is a new Microsoft. I corrected him, yeah, and said that Microsoft is the new Google. You know what I mean? And it is. You know what I mean? Microsoft is taking what Google had at the beginning and reinventing it. Google is the new cookie monster. And that's the way that I see it at the moment. They need the data. They need the data. Microsoft and Yahoo have got enough web properties out there that they've got the data. They've got the A to B, the long tail of it. I mean, Google is getting there, but they're behind in that race. Um yeah, and, and also, I think I maybe have mentioned it before, but I think that, that especially in Europe, um, people and countries and political leaders are getting fed up with, with a lot of the privacy issues around uh, Google, just as much as they were after Google on, on, on uh, or, or Microsoft on, on other issues in the past 10 years. But now everybody seems to be hitting rightfully uh, on Google. And I think that the attitude that Google have um, in Europe, at least the way that I see it, is you know to keep keep it in an American analogy, they're behaving more like Bush, and maybe they should behave be behaving a little more like Bill Clinton. <laughs> not not I'm not I'm not putting any political um, uh, ideas into that, but just it's just that I mean, there's no doubt that Bush was not very popular in in, in Europe. I don't know if he was he was popular anywhere, but he was not popular in Europe. On the yeah, other hand, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, on the other hand, was very popular in Europe. And I think it was because of the, 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 the way that he approached people, at least he, he seems to be, be communicating with Europeans in, in, a, in a much better way. And I think that, um, that Google definitely needs to, to look a little more towards the uh, Clinton way. <laughs> Somebody is, is mentioning in the, in the chat room that, that Google is smarter than Bush, though. And yeah, you know, but then again, that doesn't really take that much, does it? <laughs> no. no anyway, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be hammering on American politicians. That's their own problem. It's not, uh, I'm not American. I'm, 
I don't have any voting rights there anyway, so that's up to you guys. <laughs> anyway, I think we need a, a quick break before we go into the last uh, short segment of the show. So um, if you stay with us, um, please welcome our sponsors. We'll be back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services. And by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to the final segment of Strike Point. Um, I don't even know where we ended off. The chat room is still all going crazy about politics. Um, <laughs> I knew we shouldn't. I knew I shouldn't have used that analogy, but I just couldn't help it. And uh, and there seems to be a, a, a great interest in discussing the abilities and intelligence of former U.S. President uh, George W. Bush. Uh, I think we said enough about that, so I think we should just uh, move on. And, uh, yeah, we were just talking about early on that, that because I was looking at some stats of um, strike points, and um, and we um, we have, have now passed 1.5 million uh, downloads of the show. 
scholarships, of course, which I think is is a lot. And 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 then you know that I just realized that that means that people have listened to our crap for ninety million minutes. <laughs> that is. That is shocking. <laughs> that I, I, I'm not sure that's right, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> there's been a few more things about Google in the news locally here. Uh, I'm not sure. I think actually the news originates a few weeks uh, back, um, but it seems that Google is now one of the biggest um, lobbyist, political lobbyist in um, in Silicon Valley. They're spending uh, a lot of millions on. Well, basically trying to convince politicians that they should vote their way or whatever, you know, lobbies do. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's kind of interesting how Google went from this all organic, you know, don't buy advertising, blah, 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 uh, you know, that into this company that, that does exactly like all the other companies, they're just as evil, they buy advertising, they even buy Super Bowl ads, and now they're one of the biggest lobbyists, you know. How, you know, they were, I thought they were all about democracy and the people and all that, you know. I, I, it, I just find it very hard personally to see how lobbyism, and especially lobbyism with a lot of millions behind it, has anything to do with, uh, with uh, democracy and, and, and and you know all the all the things that Google were promoting in the beginning, but maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it has been getting some attention in the press. I don't know if there's been any any news about about that part in 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 UK. Sorry, I was just I've just been sent something that I was like totally blown away by, and I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I was like, we're just talking about um, the case with uh, Google stepping up on a lobbyism and now spending, being, I think they are they are in in the top five, um, uh, top five uh, spenders in Silicon Valley uh, on, on on lobbyism now. Um, I was just you know thinking it's 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 kind of a strange transition they've been through, and I was wondering how much attention that that. Um, yeah, I've, I've not read much on it. I've not read much on it, to be honest. Um, yeah. My opinion on it is they're just trying to make sure that the government's on their side because they know that there's going to be an anti- anti-competitive um, case coming their way soon enough. Uh, so if they get the government on their side, at least they're in some kind of good shape. I'm sure that Microsoft is paying a fair bit to the lobbyists as well. Um, to make sure that when that case does come, they're in a shit state. But hey, you never know. So, you know what I mean? It was like the the whole kind of like, yeah, it's the do no evil thing. Yeah, it's like do what you need to do now, isn't it? So things we'll we'll see. It seems to be be more that way. Uh, And I think that, that, that what's shocking people is that Google used to say something totally different because, I mean, like like if we take the China issue where Google said, oh, no, now they may not be working in China anymore. We all know there's a lot of bullshit to what they said in that. On the other hand, Microsoft said, no, that's just the price of doing business in, in China and we are ready to face that. We are not going to back out of China. So, I mean, essentially, Microsoft is just as evil when it comes to China as, as Google is, but still we are hammering Google a lot more because 
they used to say that they were better than the other companies, that they were less evil and they were, you know, thinking in, in, in bigger perspectives of the world and everything and all that. But what it comes down to now is that they're just acting like most other uh, companies. But they're a little more aggressive on the privacy issues um, and they're a little more arrogant towards especially maybe the European feelings on, on privacy issues. Yeah, it's, I, th I think that they need to have those guys and I don't, I'm not using this in the term that it's normally used but they need to have those guys in, in their pocket. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that as like they're paying the guys to to, to turn the blind eye. It's, they need to have them on, you know what I mean, on side as much as humanly possible. Um, so we see, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I don't think that it's I, it's it's not uh, a move that I wouldn't expect them to have gone down, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It It just makes good business sense for them to do that. One one thing that haven't been uh, been disclosed in, in in the news about it in Denmark at least is um, how much of that money going to lobbyism at Google is going towards uh, the American political system, and how much is going to like uh, Europe or the United Kingdom or other specific countries, or whether or not that number we got in the news in Denmark is the total number or it's just the number that they have to publicly declare in, in the US of the kind of lobbies they're doing there and maybe they're doing even more than, than that number uh, if it adds up with the European lobbies and stuff because I would think that they are also involved in a lot of lobbies in Europe because on this side they, they surely do need to try at least and, and influence the, the, the politicians because a lot of places it's not going uh, their way um, of course not because they are doing things like we talked about Last time, I think, on um, on how they, they have, have organized their companies in Europe so that trying to avoid to pay uh, taxes, um, having all the, 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 the revenues go through Ireland instead of the countries where they actually sell their products. And, yeah. um, and especially France has been very aggressively trying to do something about that and have, have suggested some, some gross tax laws and stuff. And so, it, I mean, I, I can see reasons why Google want to fight that, but again, it just kind of... As a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a normal citizen, uh, it kind of kind of disturbs me a little bit when, uh, when large companies come in with, with, with large amounts of money and want to have a bigger influence on, 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 uh, on, on politics than I have. What, what, what right do they have to have more influence on, on, um, on politics than I have? Anyway, we're moving into politics I, again. <laughs> for, for me, I think... Uh, the island thing and the UK government may come into to play uh, down the line somewhere. You know what I mean? Because th that pissed off a lot of people. Um, you know what I mean? I've got to pay my taxes. Um, you know what I mean? I've got to pay my VAT and all the rest of it. How the hell do they get away with it? I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? But I do know. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? They've it's still got UK... Fair. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 a scam. You know what I mean? And it's it's like it it's that's the sort of thing that just shows that you just can't trust them. You know what I mean? It's like how how can you trust a company that is basically 
doing that sort of stuff, it's, I don't know, it just makes me feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? I, I don't like it. I don't like it when any company does that sort of thing. I've, I've been one always to pay my taxes. I, I pay on time for everything. Um, and, and I don't like, you know what I mean? I, I don't like the idea of, like, conning people, whether it's the government or not, you know what I mean? It's like... Some people call me stupid for that. It's like, hey, it's like, so be it. You know what I mean? I choose yeah. to live in. I choose to lo- live in this country, and I choose to basically decide that if I'm going to stay here, I'm going to play by this country's rules. You know what I mean? It it keeps me sane, um, whether I like it or not. You know what I mean? I can do this by voting, um, but at the moment, it's like I don't want to move my company to an offshore company and put my money in that bank account so that I can start paying solicitors and accountants to how I can avoid taxes so that it makes this country worse. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm English for God's sake. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I pay my know, taxes. Personally, I just never wanted, I, I mean, I've been briefly touching, you know, what you could do and place some of your money in, in, in different companies around the world and all that stuff. And then, Finally, when I came around to to the, my personal feeling on it, no, that's not what I think is is fun to do. That's not what I want to spend my time dealing with. And and as you said, I decided to live in this uh, this country, and I benefit from the things that are part of this country. And therefore, I need to, of course, you know, run my business legitimately here, pay my taxes, and and be part of of. of good and bad in, in, in this country. And then, you know, basically I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and also if, you know, the, 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 the argument is probably, you know, but, oh, but we can make more money that way and stuff. I think I can make plenty of money here. You know, it's, it's, as you said earlier in the show, if you're good at what you do, you can get plenty of work. And if you get plenty of work um, and you understand the markets and can make right investments, you make good money. Um, I, you know, think it's uh it's uh, one more example of, of the kind of greed in business that uh, that becomes too much uh, and the type of greed that eventually, you know, crashed the whole financial sector. Uh, and I don't think we, we need that. So um, the greed and the lack of privacy uh, <laughs> with Google is probably what hits them bad these, te- these uh, days in the news. Anyway, I think we are running close on time. Um, we probably need to end this show and uh, get ready for SES tomorrow I hope to see I'll, a lot of you guys there yeah there's one thing that um, I just hope I can find it oh yeah I've got to set off at 6am in the morning so I'm kind of like I know that I'm going to be a bit all over the place but I doubt Microsoft Pivot okay download Microsoft Pivot have a play it's awesome you'll really enjoy it it's on getpivot.com See you all next week, hopefully. Bye. Fresh. Bye-bye.